I am Tova Cito. And I am Janice Gant. And we believe our lives should be happy, healthy, and abundant. And that it is our job to get us there. Every week, we will have inspiring, educational, and fun conversations that will help you live your very best life. Welcome to The Remedy. Well, hello, everybody. That sounded kind of sexy. <laughs> you did? Well, hello, everybody. <laughs> well, good that you recognize it. You I didn't so get yourself. it. <laughs> Even if I do say so myself. Hello. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to another week of The Remedy with Tova and Janice Gant. That sounded really good. <laughs> don't let Tan Tom hear, hear that if you don't feel like getting lucky tonight. <laughs> I'm not even going to try it. <laughs> Party pooper. Ev, I don't even on. know how to do that. Oh, oh I'll come bet. On. I bet you have. Let's some, get Elise on the phone. I bet come you on. have some moves. Yeah, I bet you. you have moves. And yeah, and you're a radio voice. I do a sexy voice. I don't well, know. I bet you know because you do radio and you are like an actor. That's true. I was always not one of those uh, smooth, slow-talking kind of radio guys. More <laughs> loud and fast. But I did do jazz for a while. That was my first ever on-air gig. And oh, yeah? I did not have a... I was not a right fit for jazz Smooth music, operator. So. Uh-huh. The very first guy that I dated after my divorce had uh, loved jazz. And I kind of got into it. You know, he liked it. It, it is a cool... It's a cool... The music is different. But it all, then it all sounds alike, kind it's of, exactly. to me, yeah, you know? Sure. It's a good thing they kept that studio freezing cold, or else I would have fell asleep all the time. <laughs> it's kind of like the, going to the symphony. It's like, didn't we already it hear this? It is a little bit. Yeah, yeah, you it know, is. Because if you don't... It's all white noise eventually. listening to that, and you don't know the players, and you don't know the music, it's kind of like rap. To yeah. me, rap sounds all... It's all the same shit. That's true. <laughs> Sorry, Carter. I think country all sounds the same. I like rap, me. actually. You do. I can uh-huh. see that. I do not like rap. That uh, that guy that I dated, it I thought it was probably I thought I, I would probably marry him just because he was nice to me, oh. and he, but he had he 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 was different and he came to my door one day and he had on a Mickey Mouse shirt, no. uh huh, and like a like a it like a golf matter. <laughs> It did. Yeah. It mattered. Yeah. And then we went out of town to why. we went out of town to Tyler to go visit a friend of mine and he had road rage on the way there. I think that's something to pay attention to. Oh, I that that's when I thought, nope, you I have can't. Anger issues. Yeah, I'm not gonna mm-hmm. I am You're not a volcano uh-huh. and you are going to uh-huh. burst on me if you can't mm-hmm. keep that in check in front of people then especially that's pretty bad. date uh-huh. yeah that's a red flag that it that's, was and i brought i broke up with him and he told me two years into dating before i want to see road rage <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he actually told me that his mother his mother was really pretty kind of crazy that she used to if he was late coming home she would go like if he was at school or playing with kids on a park thing and she would make him run in front of her car and he would and she would run, go up it right next to him and make him feel like she was going to run over him if he didn't keep running <laughs> i mean that the road pretty, rage pretty and that demented. story i was like okay good. goodbye 
Yeah, you want to marry into that dynasty? No. <laughs> you want to assume some of that? No, and there was no dynasty that, to, that could have perhaps tainted my opinion. I love that you use the word dynasty. <laughs> I don't know why it's not even that applicable. It's really good. No, no it's, it's perfect. perfect. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, yeah, I was going to say his name, but I won't. <laughs> well, speaking of family of origin issues, <laughs> today we are talking about abandonment. Yes. So I thought of this because I had a woman uh, come to me this week and she said, I just feel like I have a lot of abandonment issues. And so I asked her, what do you mean by that? Uh -huh, you know, when you say? say that, what do you, what do you, what do you, what, are, what do you feel? You know, what do you, what do you think are abandonment issues? And she said, I'm scared. I'm always scared somebody's going to leave. Uh -huh. I get too attached too soon. To a date, is she talking about in an in adult relationship? Yes, in her, yeah, in an adult relationship, uh -huh. she gets to, and she said she even does it with girlfriends. Um, that it's not even just in her dating. Um, she has a huge fear that she's going to be left, mm -hmm. that she's going to that he's going to bolt. Um, she gets she notices that whoever the guy is, it really like she ignores red flags because she's so scared to be left that that she won't leave she won't she won't see the mm -hmm. truth and then she's constantly people pleasing because mm -hmm. she's so scared people are going to leave her mm -hmm. and i was like yeah i think you have issues with abandonment mm -hmm. so when somebody comes to you and says i have abandonment or you would subscribe someone as having issues with abandonment, what would you? What are some of the symptoms? I guess you would. How well, would you diagnose somebody who well, is dealing with abandonment? Well, like, but pretty much like the description that you used, that she's afraid that somebody's going to leave. She feels like she he, he men can have it too for sure. Oh yeah. Uh, feel, yeah, but well, that big time. Huh? Dumb. <laughs> that was a big thing. Oh, God. Sorry, I'm always circling back to that. <laughs> I'm glad you're relevant to the rest of our listeners, but my boys were talking about Dahmer this weekend because they both have watched it to my great despair. <laughs> like, Carter said that his entire dorm watched it. Yeah, it's like, like number one They made it like Netflix. a big, like a thing. And See, they I'm referred so... to it, and they referred to a couple things. I was like, y'all have to stop talking about This is going to freak me out so bad. One of the shows that y'all recommended to me. Which one? Um, is freaking me out. The Watcher? What? Or no, you were already watching that, I thought. Oh, The Watcher? Mm -hmm. Okay, I started that on my own. Surface. Oh, it's so good. Oh, it's I am so good. This. Isn't it good? Isn't yes. she just so beautiful? beautiful. So don't tell, say okay. anything about it. Okay. I'm right in the thing. Yeah, of it. it is really good. Yeah, I'm digging that show. Uh -huh. Me anyway, too. I, I become the shows. I mean, I think. <laughs> Donner would f me up in such a magnificent way. <laughs> oh, I don't know, Tova. It's hard to sit through. It's well, it creepy. would probably oh. make you a little creeped out to be home alone. But you know, I oh, think yeah. I'm kind of dying to watch it. I want to watch it because I love those psychological. True crime I, stuff. Love I love that. that. I don't love true crime stuff, but I like the really sick mental people you know i think that's fascinating <laughs> to me <laughs> said me never <laughs> those are not fascinating i want to run like i'm on fire did you ever watch that movie the seven deadly sins no 
I couldn't do that. Yeah, it was really interesting too. It was that sort of psychological, that pathology that is just so over the top. Anyway, but that's nothing to do with abandonment. <laughs> Although he probably had some abandonment issues. Well, wasn't his mom super crazy? Who? Dahmer? Dahmer's. Yeah, no, he definitely had abandonment issues, but uh, yeah. both his parents, he had a bad home life. His yeah. dad left, right? Mm-hmm, both left. Oh. It was weird. Okay. Like the mom moved out to with a boyfriend, or mom moved, took her his little brother and went to live somewhere else, and his dad was staying with like his girlfriend in a motel, and so he was by himself like for months. Oh, God. High school. Oh, oh. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Um, okay, so, so the thing, so those characteristics, the things that your client was talking about are indicators that there is some sort of a, of an abandonment issue within that person. So the very first thing that, that the first, when somebody talks about it, if they say, I'm so afraid somebody's going to leave and I feel like I have to do everything right and I need to look right and act right for all of that and the people pleasing and everything, then I, they'll talk about the panic feeling that they feel in their gut and in their chest. And they say, I feel like he abandoned me or I feel like he's going to abandon me. And the first thing I say is, well, you are a grown up. Mm -hmm. You cannot be abandoned. If we put you on the front porch, you're gonna get up and walk away. Mm -hmm. You can be left, mm -hmm. but you cannot be abandoned. And so, and then they're, then they're, then they will be like, oh, so they kind of. If so abandonment can only exist if you're helpless, like abandonment. So by that definition, the only abandonment means I'm a toddler. And well, children can be abandoned, yes. but adults cannot be abandoned. Right. But is, is that the difference? Like I can, I can take care of myself. Therefore, I cannot be abandoned. Is that by definition? Well, you can be left, mm -hmm. but abandoned means that you're, you know, to be abandoned carries with it the idea that somebody can't take care of themselves. Yeah. Okay. That, that's you know, what, if I were point. like, uh, you know, a paraplegic or something and, and everybody left me alone, you know, that would, that would do that. But, but when adults come in and talk mm -hmm. about that, when somebody they will have had some childhood experiences that created that in them so fear of abandonment is really not so much a condition as it is a feeling it's a panic feeling of being left mm -hmm. and with an underlying subtitle of and I can't take care of myself. My life will be end. My I that's won't. That's the difference. Uh -huh. Whereas thing. you know that's why I, I always start out by saying, well, you can't be abandoned. Mm -hmm. You know, if I put you on my front porch, you're going to get up and walk away. So, so because you, we know that, mm -hmm. then we what we know then is that there's something in their past that has created that. Mm -hmm. that is doesn't have anything to do with an adult relationship it has mm -hmm. to do with a child child relationship with typically a caregiver or a parent mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so i would imagine that that you saying that to a client is very eye-opening mm -hmm. and also very liberating yeah because it's like wait a minute if i learned this Mm -hmm. If this is a learned behavior, mm -hmm. 
this fear that I have of being abandoned mm-hmm. is a learned behavior. That means, and I can't be abandoned. That means all this time I've been acting out of this fear and I don't have to do that anymore. Yeah. And the fear of abandonment is not a behavior. It's, it's a, a feeling, feeling. Mm-hmm. and it's <laughs> yeah, it's panic. Mm-hmm. It's fear on steroids, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And so, so it's, it's not, so it's not so much unlearned like a behavior is it's more about at least the way i treat it it's more about determining the beginning of where that could have originally happened mm-hmm. and then doing so the, where in your past where in the past how old do you feel is one of the questions i always say how old do you feel when you start to feel that panicky thing mm-hmm. uh i had some of that and when i was like in second grade my mother had depression and they they put her to bed i can remember as a little girl standing in the kitchen and my mother was in bed because she was depressed and my dad was gone at work and all of that and i i always link there are several things that i link when i had some uh anxiety about being left in a relationship which kept me in relationships longer than I really needed to be. Yeah. I think that's one of the classic. Yeah. You stay when you know, you know, you know, yep. you need to go, yep. you know? And so, yep. so I can remember that. And so when I did my family of origin work with uh, Pia Melody out at the Meadows, she, that, you know, that's where, that was where my, my initial connection with the little girl that lived inside of me originated. And so then throughout that, from that point forward, if I was in a relationship with another person, typically a guy, but you can feel it with friendships as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't really remember that having that, but I did with with guys, and I would stay. You know, when somebody cheated, I I wouldn't leave. Mm-hmm. You know, and I would, and I had a hard time breaking up with somebody w- without having somebody else in the. Mm, you know in the queue in the queue, in the queue. <laughs> yeah i think a lot yeah. of people I, and which is i have a i have a person who's doing that right now and and you know they were so distraught about the breakup until they had a new person and then all of a sudden it was like that person and then i thought wow like how do you ever really trust your feelings toward like until you solve this i i would fear that i did not have authentic feelings towards the person on the other side of me it was just somebody yeah well no because they'll tell themselves i mean they're not going to typically go out with the guy that is you know on the street homeless Mm -hmm. person Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but they want uh, they need a relationship Mm -hmm. instead of wanting a relationship because their security Mm -hmm. is going to come from a relationship Mm -hmm. so you're right you you wouldn't really trust your picker yeah you know because it and it takes time for some of those those dysfunctional people that have trouble doing relationships they love them and leave them you know Mm -hmm. i dated a guy that that i thought i was going to marry him and after my divorce and he had had three previous wives you know and and which you know what why would you want to be senor quattro 
you know, I mean, there was, he had issues himself, Mm -hmm. you know, he had that avoidance stuff, which also has a fear of abandonment component in it. They're Mm -hmm. afraid that if they, they, they stay, then they'll lose themselves. So it's also the same thing. It's just the flip side of it. So interesting. Mm -hmm. And so, so then, so then if people look back and they're like, okay, so wonder, I'll say, well, how do you feel when you feel that? And then they can, you know, shut their eyes and, and typically something will come up and, you know, somebody like her parents got a divorce or Mm -hmm. somebody died. Mm -hmm. If a parent dies, you know, much when the child is anything up to, I mean, well, as a child, it it can really trigger Mm -hmm. that because they don't, they don't trust. They think that God has also left them and that they are going to be left alone forever. They're going to have to totally fend by themselves because they can't trust men. They can't trust God. They can't trust life and all of that Mm -hmm. because that's a childlike mentality. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I I have a precious girl who lost her dad when she was young, and and I see a lot of that the – and she wants – she desperately wants to trust and yet it's really hard for her to trust life. Yeah. Not so much God, but life. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's hard for her to trust joy mm-hmm. in her life because at any moment, shoot it could change. Waiting yeah. for the shoot to drop. Yeah. 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 And and I have, I mean, it's been years. She's in her 30s and her you know, she lost her dad when she was young, mm-hmm. um, suddenly. Too. And that's that. So that so what happens with this is it's not so much a cognitive memory as it is an emotional memory mm-hmm. that gets triggered. Mm-hmm. So and that's why the feeling is so intense, because it's not rational. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're if you're dating somebody and you really like them and they mess around on you and they decide to dump you and be with this other woman what the what a an adult would feel is anger definitely sadness mm-hmm. maybe a little bit of fear about you know their ability to judge someone but not panic so if there's a panic element around it then, then, unless there's some other extenuating circumstance in their world where they couldn't provide for themselves, but that wouldn't, I mean, it, that, that's a whole different thing. Mm-hmm. Whereas this, if they're, if they're feeling panic because somebody screwed around on them and is dating somebody else or wants a divorce, then that's not a grown up. You're right. That's a child emotional memory that stays in our body Mm -hmm. and then when you recognize it and you do the exercises about taking care of that little girl and and putting her back into your heart and and being able to to have an a body sensation that overtakes the panic Mm -hmm. and that's just the safety of the little child Mm -hmm. then the grown-up version of you taking the little person uh-huh. version of you and saying i've got this uh-huh i've got you mm-hmm. and you can trust me yeah i will never leave you. you i'm going to take care of you mm-hmm. and then you're like okay and then there's that shift i can remember it after i'd been to at to the meadows doing training and then pia did my 
family of origin work with me, I can remember going home and thinking, you know, I don't have to have a relationship. I want one, mm -hmm. but I don't need one. I'm not going to have ba any more babies. Right. Right. You know? Mm -hmm. And so, so it, it, it's very freeing. Oh yeah. For me, it was a really important part of my healing, mm -hmm. you know, because I, it was easy for me to, I, I couldn't date. I just didn't, I could have dated. I didn't want to date yeah. after I got divorced. But then there was a time where I started to feel like I, I could tell, I could tell that I needed to do some work. I don't uh -huh. even know what that meant, uh -huh. but I could tell that I was already repeating behaviors that got me into, you know, that's some of the guys that you were dating. Yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. And, yeah. and that was a real, and then, then, you know, after going through some of that, I really forced myself to just not date. And mm -hmm. I had a kind of a sad, hard breakup. And, and then I was like, you know what, I'm just, I'm just going to take uh, a minute, you know, to, and I had the same freeing, like, and I really enjoyed almost too much, really enjoyed like, and my mom, or my, my mom, my daughter, Anna Prend has told Craig, thank God my mom stayed, uh, started dating you before you came along. She just stayed home and read. And I was like, hey, I was a little cooler than that. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you dating some people. And she was like, <laughs> there were plenty of people knocking on your door. <laughs> but she was like, no, you actually weren't. But you know what? I'm really glad that my daughter has a memory uh -huh. of me not racing out the door and having some flipping, you know, revolving door uh -huh. of men. And they've never seen me spend the night they've never had a man has never spent the night at my house yeah me neither and you know I, I just think that there's although I have to say this week I had a really it was actually really hard at confession time I had a big conversation with Anna Prynne and she shared a lot with me about how she really felt abandoned when um she was like not not just because Topher and I is divorced, but when I started dating Craig, oh. because it was the first person that I I could see really see myself uh -huh. marrying. Like uh -huh. I think I think I might marry this guy. But you know, and then see because she was placed in an orphanage, mm -hmm. she has a historical abandonment muscle that lives inside her little body. So when you started dating that was probably what triggered her feeling that abandonment yes. because it was the emotional memory that she had and she had never recognized it yeah. she had never had anybody say to her oh that's fear of abandonment and that's because mm -hmm. when you were little because how old was she when she was placed in the orphanage she was probably three yeah so even though she may not remember it cognitively at that age i don't know she might but the emotional memory part of it oh, is yeah. in there oh, yeah. did her did her parents come and see them not until they were about to get adopted oh so see can you imagine that mm -mm. And, and i think that made them feel really used you know i i know their parents did the best that they could I know. you know and i have no anger or feeling about them but i remember when when we were spending time I, so their their family lives right by the orphanage and they had 14 children and they are th there were four children of their 14 that they put in the orphanage and one of their siblings that was in the orphanage was just 
quite a bit older. She was uh, like 15, 16. Uh And so I just felt like plucking her out of there and bringing her to America at that age probably was not going to be in her best interest. Uh My kids were one, a few of the youngest in the orphanage. They were six, six and five when they came. But I remember, so we were walking down like a dirt road, Carter and I. And they have 11 siblings, though? They had 11 siblings. Oh, my God. And when they put them in the orphanage, they were the youngest. And then they had two more. So, so not, and all of that, I'm sure, is very difficult for my kids to know. Mm-hmm. You know, and because they weren't of value, they couldn't work, they couldn't help yeah. on the farm, you know. They were just mouths to feed. Yeah. So they put them in the orphanage. So anyway, one day I was walking down the dirt road in Hohoi, Ghana, and Carter says to me, Mom, we need your bank account. And <laughs> I was like, What are you talking about? And he was like, uh, we need your bank account numbers. And I was like, Where did you hear this word? Where where did you hear this? Who told you to get my bank account numbers? And it was our family. Oh, yeah. And, um, and you know, there's that just has to, that had to have made my children, I know my children have abandonment stuff. And so, and, but I, and Anna Prin said to me this week, she was like, I just feel like if you and dad never got divorced, our family would have always stayed intact. She was like, you were only about our family when you were married to dad. And then, and then you were only about us after mm-hmm. and she was like but when you started to date craig and i was like you were a junior in high school yeah. you know and so um, what may happen tova is she may have some triggers but and she'll think mm-hmm. it's because you got a divorce but it's not mm-hmm. it goes back so she needs to come see it, you. <laughs> it's that well she can mm-hmm. and you know it's the weed and you pull the weed up and you go to the very tip of the root to see where the origin of it was and it's not difficult to determine and yeah. then then once you once people get that then things like the divorce between with you and Topher not being married they would feel sadness but not panic Mm -hmm. not abandonment there's Mm -hmm. a huge difference in that yeah you know and i've only taken care of him but it was oh yeah insightful yeah to hear this and i just kind of let her have it and you know and i was like wow i'm really glad you're sharing this with me you know but it's it's really important that people like you said go back to that mm-hmm. origin because and that's the only way to make that feeling go away that's right that's right so let me ask you um when you when you were feeling that and you were dating did you feel like do you feel like people who are dealing with abandonment gravitate toward a certain type of relationship uh they may they typically sometimes will gravitate towards somebody who has some of the not so great characteristics about their family of origin a lot of us a lot of people do that anyway mm-hmm. even if they don't have fear of abandonment but once they start to see dysfunction in a relationship if they don't have the fear of abandonment then they'll leave the relationship more 
more promptly and because it doesn't feel good to them and they're not going to stay with somebody that's not going to treat them well. So that's where people will settle for less than what they want because the fear of abandonment is really uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And so then they'll just say yes when they really probably deep down inside know they need to say no. Mm -hmm. Or or somebody will break up with them and they'll go back with them and then somebody will break up with them and then go back with them. I was about to say that. I bet you that it it will... I bet you they want to be strong and they want to leave. And so they said, you're not going to treat me like that, Amelia. And then they go to be alone and then they start panicking because they're alone. And those like abuse, women who are physically abused, they'll go back because a lot of them don't feel like they can take care of themselves. Whereas adult, as adults, if we are a, physically and mentally able, we can take care of ourselves. Mm-hmm. We don't need another person to take care of us. Mm-hmm. And so when when people, if you're dating and you ha- really have that understanding, then you won't settle. I mean, you might not get everything that's absolutely perfect, but you're not going to settle for anything that's like a deal breaker that you've identified. Mm-hmm. But then you'll be like, well, they didn't mean it like the guy that I was dating with the road rage. Well, those people ran up really close behind us. You know, you just will make some excuses right. because you don't want to leave because mm-hmm. you're scared. I, is there also possibly a feeling that you don't deserve love? Well, yes, because because children accept love and nurturing and it's 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 really probably more about nurturing than love because i think even people who are dysfunctional parents probably love their children sure but they don't you know but they don't nurture them because Mm -hmm. they're so obsessed with themselves because a lot of them well all of them have had some of that happen to them so they may be really emotionally immature than that all they talk about me 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 i think that you've kind of alluded to that some with your mom Mm -hmm. you know and and like if a mom like if your parents were dating or some of that stuff you know then then it just it can it can it can dribble in like that mm-hmm. and and then you and then you're victim of you're a victim of it until you know it yeah and then you just keep settling mm-hmm. i have a client who is absolutely spectacularly beautiful Thank you. <laughs> I know, Toba. I just had to talk about you like that. <laughs> I'm just teasing. Go well, ahead. You are as pretty as she is, as a matter of fact. I'm totally teasing. Go ahead. <laughs> no, it's the truth, though. <laughs> I'm glad you got that compliment. And she has just had a habit of dating much, much, much older men. And and I mean, like a lot older. Yeah, that's not me. Uh, no, that's not you. <laughs> we had to make sure they were out of college for you. And uh, but she, Is that she like a father issue thing. No, it's time? abandonment. So they will settle because typically the the older men are are not runners. Well, safer. not well. There a lot of them have money. Mm-hmm. 
And that's one of the things that people fear if they is that they they have a fear of not having enough money. Mm -hmm. And and that can be a p piece of abandonment, but it doesn't necessarily have to be. I'm very familiar but, with that fear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then they have and then they have somebody that is like a they think they're settled. You know, they think mm -hmm. this older mm -hmm. man is settled mm -hmm. and like and that they're going to safe and they're going to take Care. care of them so that's the main thing oh my gosh they're going to take care of me i'll never be left on the front porch again mm -hmm. but then they settle for these guys i write about it in prince charming about these guys that have it. saggy skin you know and you date them when you're you know when they're 60 and you're 40 you may look at them and think that's pretty good but when you're 55 and they're 75 and you crawl into bed with that saggy skin it's not gonna feel good <laughs> you you want saggy meat saggy that's the goal yeah yeah <laughs> you know? uh, absolutely you know absolutely i look at craig and it's not perfect and i'm sure he looks at me and it's not perfect but it's perfectly imperfect for 51 years old yeah mm -hmm. exactly it, we match exactly that's and the difference I'll, we can grow old together we can get saggy uh -huh. together <laughs> i was having the sweetest happy hour with his parents yesterday and i was looking at them and they're they're just older you know they're in their 80s and they're so stinking cute and you know nobody's getting botox anymore she probably never got botox she I probably mean, never did no mm -hmm. but nobody's nobody's doing all that stuff and you know there comes to i'm sure there comes a time where there's just this acceptance of uh-huh we're 84 years old, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I thought how amazing that, that, I mean, I'm, I don't want it right now, but it's, it is cute, but I can't imagine being sitting in the chair next to the 84 year old man. Well, yeah. Or, as a 51. Or as a 51 no. sitting next to a 30 year old man. Hell no. You know, I have no desire for that. <laughs> and that's another whole issue in and of itself. Uh-huh. You know, uh -huh. I think that has abandonment mm -hmm. written all over it because of commitment. Well, it has. Well, it has you, lots of things for the one <laughs> for the woman that dates a much younger man. That's about her going to that to give her the illusion that her youth is there. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not so much she ought to be afraid of abandonment she'd yeah. be afraid that they're gonna leave yeah. her yeah because like i said when she's sure you know in 70 yeah and he's 50 it's different it's not gonna be cute no <laughs> not let's don't use the word 70. <laughs> you would never date a 50 year old that would not be cute <laughs> it would not be cute even though if there's anybody who could get away uh, oh with yeah it, thank you Tova. <laughs> we've just exchanged really niceties to one another thank you kev do you need a compliment <laughs> your hair looks good. really good Thanks. it does look doesn't it it looks really good you got some gel in it don't you i did i put a little it looks good a little pomade in there is that how you say that pomade? It's weird. palm olive the dish soap no hair pomade like the palm aid yeah p-o-m-a-d-e i've never oh, heard of that aid. yeah i always so, thought it was palm aid oh I've no never it's all one word it. but yeah it's like it's pomade. stuff guys oh. put in their hair yeah. so is pomade a brand or is pomade a type stuff that you put in your hair it's a paste uh-huh kind of oh cool look what we learned who knew i really thought it was palm aid well, because you thought it was that, 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 I guess I am pronouncing it right, but I always wondered. It's a weird looking word. So I'm like, is that how you say it? Pomade? Pomade. Huh. Pomade. Never heard right. of it.
Yeah. Okay. So back to the thing. Yeah. Um, how does abandonment issues show up in sex? Oh, for the most part, if, if it, let's say it's a woman mm -hmm. and she will be doing three sixties on that ding dong <laughs> and, and she's going to be doing everything Pleasing. in the world that he wants, you know, so, if, so he won't go. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I had a client that, that was talking about this guy that she was dating and she's, she's older and he's younger and. Oh, some of the things they were doing, I was like, oh my gosh, do you want to do that? And she's like, no, but he wants to, he likes it. And I'm like, oh no. Yes, I never dated any women with abandonment issues. <laughs> <laughs> Too you. bad. Not <laughs> to my knowledge. That might be something you want to check up your list. Everybody should explore one, one, yeah. a couple times. That is freaking hilarious. <laughs> oh, Elise probably does just fine. Oh, no, I'm not saying that. You I, got I, a baby. I, I'm just not talking about, like, exactly. you know, I, well. I'm a pretty conventional guy anyway. I'm not that crazy. So. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, like, like, like if, if you are, if you're downgrading yourself because you want to be with somebody younger, because then you're going to feel younger, then, you know, I think it would be really hard to trust that that person was with you for, because I think most of the younger guys that are going to date an older woman is going to, it's because that older woman may have money. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. there's a lot of that that goes on. Oh, sure. Too, you know, and it's not, it's not, I'm not going to say all of it, but it just, it, it doesn't come off as being easily compatible. Right. Because it's too loaded somebody doesn't yeah. want to leave somebody feels like they have to stay then yeah. they say yes when they want to say no and they yeah. put up with a lot of ridiculousness like you know cheating and, and shenanigans and mm -hmm. acting the fool mm -hmm. and it just yeah it's, i mean it permeates all levels and i really does that like any travel that's taking place between the two of them i bet there's a lot of panic in that yeah time yeah. apart mm -hmm. probably creates panic i bet jealousy Yes. Is a big issue uh -huh. with, with abandonment. Yes. yes. Like sitting in, uh, like being in a restaurant and you're, the guy that you're with looks and they are staring at a beautiful woman, which I, if, I, if there's a really beautiful woman that walks in, I look at them too, you know, but they sure. get mad and panicked and make up a story about it. And, mm -hmm. you know, how could you do, you know, are you cheating? Or they'll be checking phones like crazy and all that kind of thing. Oh. And I do, I do tell couples that they need to, everybody needs to have access to all your, uh, all your, so passwords passwords yeah, absolutely. because you know and like i had a client that uh not very long ago said you know my i i also put this in the book that uh that her boyfriend was uh sleeping with his phone under his pillow she said what? do you think that's bad and i was like yes <laughs> yeah <laughs> who sleeps with I their do. phone under their pillow yeah They're, i had a the, client come today and say that she is concerned because her husband knows all her passwords and her passcodes, and she's asked him for his. I don't and, even have my phone. I don't, I don't have my phone locked. You don't need a number to get no. into it. Me, me neither. <laughs> he says no. She's not allowed to have access. <clears throat> yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. And I'm like, do you, I mean, she's like, do you think that that's bad? I'm like, yeah, I do. I, I do think too. that 
I th- if Craig, I mean, I've never asked Craig for his. I don't, I really, I mean, we look, we look at each other's phones all the time. They're always We do that out. too. Like exactly. we're in the car. Like, we do too. Send this text message for me. Yeah. We do so, too. There's nothing, mm-hmm. but he knows my passcode. And if I needed to get into his phone, I, I would just be like, what's your passcode? And he would tell me, uh-huh. you know, I just, there's. A, yeah, no hers. It's the same nothing. for everything. It's nothing. And know? that is, so, and that's so important. And that's why if you, if people do have some of this that goes on, uh, uh, Pia Melody's written a book called Facing Love Addiction because this is panic and fear of abandonment and is more in the realm of love addiction. And if you if you really struggle with that, get that book and read it because it will explain so much. Mm-hmm. And it's really it's a it's a great read. So it talks about the love addict and the love avoidant. Mm-hmm. And underneath that they both of those people have a fear of abandonment. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Because the fear of abandonment for the love avoidant is they avoid intimacy for fear of abandonment, for fear of being left. Emotional Where, or physical? M- emotional. Okay. And, and no, probably not physical because they just slam bam, thank you, ma'am, sort of, you know, mm-hmm. so. It's probably easier for those kind of people to F somebody versus have a real intimate sexual experience. Well, and I mean, I they can guess. they can be great. I mean, they could be a really great lover, mm-hmm. but they once the partner starts to once the partner starts to want more then that's where the love avoidant will take an exit because he starts feeling the feeling of suffocation Mm -hmm. from his mother probably using him to nurture her because because the father was a love left. avoidant mm-hmm. and left so the his so their fear of abandonment kicks in also mm-hmm. it's really interesting actually it's pretty and it's just really 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 predictable wow. and it really is fixable it just takes some time just have to nurture the heck out of that little girl yeah or that little boy it is a practice mm-hmm. it, it really is it is a practice but it is so freeing i can think about how different it was when I was dating Tom. And one of the things that I think helped me a lot to get through that was I, there was a period of time where, I mean, I was single for 10 years before we got married. And there was a period of time when I did go without dating anybody and, or having a relationship. I went on a couple of dates, but it was, it, it really, really, really helped me. Yeah. And it can go away. I have zero of that now, you know, so yeah. I I think that's super hopeful for a lot of people because this is a very common panic feeling. I think a lot of people deal with this. They do. And Mm -hmm. it is 100% fixable. I love that. That's so hopeful. And I would, I would encourage you really to start with that book and read it. And get therapy. Yeah. Go, go to, but go if you can help. really read the book and get a really mm-hmm. good understanding mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. that, you know, then I think you can. Mm-hmm. It, it's And probably find yourself in it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. there's me. Yeah, there's there me. I am. There, That's yep. what. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's a, it's an incredibly, uh eye-opening experience to I mean that's why I think reading is so invaluable I I just learn all the time in in reading yeah I mean yeah I, so, well yes. you just can go back and look at it again and you'll know your body will tell you yeah, that so this true. is 
applicable. This is me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's there's your remedy for the week, yeah. folks. You don't have. This is not a permanent fear that you have to fear feeling that you have to live with. There is a way out, and so get the help that you need. It's it's not a forever thing no. for you and and it'll really help you making your making your choices yeah because it'll you fix your picker it'll fix your picker yeah we all <laughs> we all needed our picker fixed we did <laughs> <laughs> sounds dirty yeah did a little bit <laughs> <laughs> not to me <laughs> boy i started sexy and i'm ending sexy <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> it's a nice little book in there <laughs> Well, y'all have an amazing week. Hope you found this to be super helpful, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening.